I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. One, two, three, we are live. <laughs> Coming in strong. <laughs> it is Tuesday the 28th. <clears throat> I can't believe it's been a week already since we were last sitting around the mics. I know, it does, mics. does go yeah. so quick in between sessions. Yeah, it does. It's mad, honestly. It's Highlight of my week, though. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy it. it every time. I it's, do enjoy it's, it. It's, uh, it's a whirlwind of conversation, isn't it? Yeah. As we were just kind of saying. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What's, what's, been, what's been going on? That's the yeah. first thing. Like. Well, I think first thing for me, which is shocking, pretty, well, I suppose it's a bit downbeat, but yeah. Kobe Bryant, oh, like, absolutely devastating with them. Yeah, and obviously there was daughter. five, was it five people as well? I think so, it's been nine. I think it was it nine, nine now? Yeah, because wow. there was a couple, of, there was two coaches, a coach's wife, a daughter, his daughter, obviously yeah. the pilot, Kobe. Have, have they said how it happened? I haven't seen I really no. Haven't seen too much of that, to be honest. But they said it was foggy. Is the only thing that I saw. Yeah, I was talking about the the LA police weren't flying that day because of the fog. Mm. They were they they ground, oh, really? grounded all of their stuff because of the fog, and obviously Kobe's one crashed in there. Does just make you think when you hear stories like that, just how fragile life is, and how like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I and mean, it sounds cheesy, but like basically just take every opportunity yeah. because you, any moment you just could, could be gone be. like you're in your car and someone some uh, other driver does something stupid there, you just never know what might happen there could be an airplane falling and about to hit us <laughs> yeah. it could be gone in 10 seconds you yeah. know. you just don't know it is mental and again because obviously he like LeBron James had on Saturday night passed his scoring record so, yeah. so do you know crazy, what I don't really yeah. follow basketball loosely but I was reading about that that he you know yeah. passed the record and and then that just happened. Mad. And like, I, I, I saw someone as well. So Kobe Bryant had played like 55,000 minutes in the NBA and scored like 35,000 points. And you just think, that is, that's, a, that's, a, that's monstrous. That is I don't, to be honest, I don't really know much about him as a man. Like, whenever anyone dies, it always comes out, oh, he was such a great person. Yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, but um, what I've heard... It, did seem like he was a good yeah. guy and for, like he was because like, I, I played a bit of basketball when we were younger well all my friends we, we got really into it and loved it and he was someone who I like proper looked up to and stuff and just because of his work ethic you know there's all these stories about you know that like, to where Cristiano and I they've been a really hard worker they talk about Kobe Bryant being exactly the same he was the one that was up at 4am in the gym shooting and what, was he from and, LA I've got no idea uh, where he was from. I just know he, he spent twenty years at the Lakers. Yeah, he went straight from he went straight from high school into the NBA um, to go and dominate it for twenty years, and he was an absolute guy. God. He scored sixty points in his last game. He was like, I ain't going out like that. Last game he scored sixty points, which is mad. mad What's the numbers. average? Like one hundred and ten score for a game for, yeah. not for a player yeah, I, mean, yeah, like, yeah. I think yeah something like it can be it can vary but up yeah. to 100 in and around that 100 mark is a is a kind of a normal thing but 60 points in one game for an individual is just ridiculous he's unbelievable honestly insane like I yeah. always remember thinking when I was a kid and you'd hear about you know 30 to 40 point games it's would be massive. like insane yeah. like at that level yeah, would yeah. be incredible so to yeah. just pretty much double what would be incredible for one game is just yeah, yeah I insanity. bet you played basketball didn't you, I did, to be fair no no, no. I, like I played like you know like you know with mates and stuff like that and uh, and one of my good mates was really good um but um but no never like 
Yeah, never in teams or anything like that. Have either of you guys been up in a helicopter? Nope. Um, you just hear so many horror stories, don't you? I haven't actually. Well, no. Say high profile like the Leicester City chairman or owner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how did um the Cardiff City strike us? It was a plane, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's been a year, isn't it? And then there was yeah. like you know there was those um that couple married couple English couple in the Grand Canyon, wasn't there that that got killed in a really? uh, helicopter accident there as well. Didn't one crash in London as well? Didn't it? One oh, yeah. crashed in London like yeah. into a side of a building or something as well. That happened and it was. Again, obviously devastating. Yeah, but then you can't live your life. No, and, and you, you've got it. to go out and do things. And the thing and is, he like Kobe had flown around in helicopters yeah, yeah. for years. That's how he travelled yeah. because of LA traffic. So Again, just, I, I presume statistically, you're far more likely to die in a car accident. Yeah, it's like it's like saying oh, I'm not going to swim in the sea because I might get eaten yeah, by a shark. Yeah, but yeah. like, the, I do the, think the, that. Though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I always like well, I surf, and whenever I'm surfing, I'm like anything could be, I'm not could be looking at me now. It's coming for me. It's what's so weird. It's like I've I've done diving. Um, un, like um, scuba diving and stuff I did my open water in Thailand when I was 18 and I did some other stuff when I was travelling a few years later in Africa and when I'm diving I'm so chill, like totally chilled out relaxed totally fine like I actually like will look around and I'm like if I saw a shark now I wouldn't be that obviously if it was a great white I'd be bricking it but like like <laughs> a normal like reef shark or whatever yeah. it wouldn't bother me but on the surface when you don't know what's beneath unknown. you it's the fear yeah, of the unknown it like, it's that's definitely terrifying. that that's, that, that's what like, scares me and you're on your, like, on your board and you're paddling out and stuff and I'm a bit like yeah it's a little bit more, it's more nerve wracking than yeah exactly yeah. when we went to we um, for our honeymoon we went to the Maldives mm-hmm. and we had these like awesome little um, bungalow things that were on stilts and it's literally stairs that go down into the sea it was unbelievable but I met this Australian guy and he was a, like a free diver <clears throat> and I swam out to um where like oh, yeah. the reef and the it was like a it was like a you swim out and it was probably I don't know ten foot to the to the um the, the bottom and then it just dropped off and it was just black down there and he just went straight down and swam and swam down and I couldn't even see him and there was all this like life underneath and I didn't dare go down you know I'm just floating mm. on the top and. But oh, just it's a scary, scary world. I saw and so it. much of it's undiscovered as well. That's totally. so yeah, interesting. That's, yeah, and how how deep is like the deepest point of the ocean? Do they even know how? Oh, do you know what like, I've googled this a hundred times, but I've never retained the information. <laughs> so I'm I don't like, know. Oh, that's interesting. But yeah, free diving is mad though. I remember watching a documentary about it years ago, and it was um, it was it was really it was amazing documentary. I can't remember the name. Not of that now, Italian guy was it? I can't remember what it was, but it was so good. And he was talking about, or they were talking about, that the feeling that they often get because they used to do competitions where you'd just be in a swimming pool and it was just how long could you hold yeah, your breath yeah. underwater. And then there's obviously the how far can you go dive down. And then there's like assisted, and there's also the unassisted. Uh, there's assisted, isn't there, with like a weight essentially. And then there's unassisted, just going down with flippers. So there's all these different disipl- yeah. dis- different disciplines. But it was amazing that he was saying that they do a couple of things like they they don't actually feel so they obviously they they can hold their breath long like for a really long time. But he was saying that they or the documentary was talking about the fact that the feeling they get is the same feeling that we would get. But they mentally train themselves to almost get past that feeling so that it that within like a minute, minute and a half, they actually really, really want to breathe. And then they'll almost get over that feeling. And then once they get over that feeling, then they feel fine again for another like 
for five minutes because a lot of them are doing it for like 10 minutes yeah like up i'm to 10 sure minutes. the world records like 16 off yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's madness so it's but they but they would like you know be doing these competitions in swimming pools and just um and blacking out because they, they get to that point where they're on the verge mm-hmm. basically and then suddenly they'd black out and they'd have to be like pulled out and stuff which is why a lot of them like die basically oh, yeah, yeah. um but they were, you know, saying that they they also would slow their heart rate down, and there's all these different things mm. they can kind of do. Um, but it just fascinated me that they they were saying that they could get to that point where they really wanted to breathe just but as much as we would, and then go past, past that. Because yeah. I can't imagine going past that point. No, because it's quite scary. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, like, yeah. Even really. even when you know that if you're above, the, even if above the water, if you just tie the yeah. ref like now, yeah, you get to that point where it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I couldn't imagine going past that, but being underwater as well and being deep down underwater yeah, as well, because yeah, it's totally. not like you can just go. <gasps> Yeah, wow. exactly. In 2012, German freediver Tom Sitas held his breath underwater for 22 minutes wow. and 22 seconds. Well, that's that's that's, that's insane, isn't it? Absolutely insane. I thought I was cool when I did 60 seconds. When you go like from one end of the pool to the other, swimming oh, underwater, yeah. you feel yeah, like yeah, a yeah. legend. No, I was like, as a kid going through Hatfield Tunnel. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah. Even there. I'd always cheat, but... Sorry to my it's, sister if she's listening. Yeah, breathing that, through your nose that, a little bit. Um, what's that one in Friends, don't they, when he's like, it's amazing, Joe's held his breath for 18 minutes, then someone holds his nose. He's like, what are you uh, trying yeah, to do, yeah, kill yeah. me? Because <laughs> yeah. he's just sitting there breathing through his nose. That is brilliant. a good episode. Have you, have you seen um, Wim Hof? Yes. So, yeah, so I don't, I've heard the name, but so is he the guy that like sits in ice yeah. and he can yeah. raise his core body temperature? And, so he, is that right? And it's all these breathing techniques. Breathing techniques, yeah. It's like hyperventilation and then... Um, yeah these like deep deep breathing techniques mm. and you kind of like flush your system with oxygen but then it's also cold therapy so it's cold showers um, every day or mm. but he sits in ice and stuff and he he did these crazy studies where he kind of like changed his immune system or he, he injected himself yeah, he injected himself that. with like a disease basically mm-hmm. and used his treat his you know Self. and again i'm butchering this but like yeah. if you look into it you can find the exact um what exact he what he did but it's basically he injects himself with a disease and because of the things he does his immune system is so good that it fought it like fought it no. off essentially yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's really pretty it's, it's quite mad actually some yeah. of the some of the like stuff that he's done is quite mental um but is it really interesting yeah and i think the the breathing stuff is um massive for people in pain and for like what i talk to people about like diaphragmatic breathing which is kind of like expect getting lung air into the bottom of your lungs and kind of perfusing yourself with oxygen because i guess like all of our cells are essentially provided with oxygen to make mm-hmm. sure they you know the brain everything yeah, yeah, needs yeah. oxygen to survive and to function well so if you're perfusing your blood and everything with an increased volume of that oxygen then i can't you know that's going to be a I good guess thing that's um another reason for people to meditate and yeah, spend absolutely. 10 minutes actually concentrating on breathing mm. and yeah because don't loads of people like do you come across people that breathe really shallow Definitely. and they literally bright breathe into yeah. like their neck and that's yeah. kind of like that's it and that particularly comes... with stress and tension and stuff yes. like that it's a big thing for anxiety isn't yeah it? so like, yeah and that's what they say breathing techniques to yeah and those diaphragmatic breathing techniques have been shown to um stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system yeah, which is yeah. this nervous system that's involved with relaxation yeah. etc which it's is why the, they do it with yoga and yeah, things like it's that it's one nature. of the things that i've actually just implemented into my own training so you know i know we've spoken before like i go in and i'm literally this is what i'm doing i execute it and i smash myself and then get out and actually i'm not you know potentially not really spending much time on recovery so 
I was listening to a few people chat and stuff and how, you know, it's really important to A, bring your central nervous system down and instigate a parasympathetic response so that you start to recover from your training like almost straight immediately. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one of the things they, it was about box breathing. So you breathe in, hold your breath, exhale, hold your breath for the same count. So if you oh, breathe yeah. in for two, hold for two, exhale for two, mm-hmm. hold for two and keep doing that and then try and build up and build up. And that, that is one of the things that's shown to really get your sen- like your central nervous system calm and then in like say instigate that parasympathetic nervous system to help with recovery. Mm. Alongside that, then you know doing a bit of stretching and foam rolling to address any imbalances. Because I was re- reading Chris Duffin. Do you know Chris Duffin of Kabuki mm. Strength? No. He's he's one of the first guys to go out there because he wants to deadlift a thousand pounds and squat a thousand pounds at the same time so he's doing like um, his training when met- you say at the same time you don't mean have a barbell on his no, back no 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 but as in but be able <laughs> oh, to do squat down and there for that but be able to do two those two barbells one, yeah. like, one in your hand and one balancing on your unsafely on your shoulders yeah, yeah. but again he said he's he's got to be so careful with his recovery and any joint out of alignment and tight muscle if he leaves the gym and doesn't rectify it straight away he then walks around for the entire time until he next trains with those imbalances mm-hmm. therefore he has um oh, what's the phrase um oh, compensatory patterns movement patterns and mm-hmm. stuff like that which would impact his recovery so he addresses it straight away and actually i was like oh my god yeah rather than coming in and going i've smashed myself my hip hurts a little bit or whatever it is i'll just carry on for four days then next time i do that movement i'll spend longer warming up actually deal with it there and then don't have the compensatory patterns and build up to your next session less warm-up time boom straight in and actually mm. I've, I've felt so much better my body has felt so much better the last few sessions since doing those two things it's been amazing so it's definitely something I would suggest to more people is spend just as much time at the end of the session as you do at the beginning or Aidan just spend some time at the before or the after yeah, I'm session I'm better now yeah. that was my I did yeah I saw you yeah every yeah I'm, I'm good and to be fair my shoulder's getting better it is yeah it shows so, you a bit of rehab it stuff. does you know it's like anything though isn't it you've <laughs> We all know what we should be doing. It's whether or not we yeah. do it or not. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Uh, what else has been going on? Did any, no, any I was subjected news? to uh, West Ham, uh, oh, went, West Brom you? on Saturday. Me, I had first out with my dad since, like, I think we went to watch West Ham in 2016. First time we've been out together, and it was dreadful. I've literally never seen football like it. 1-0 wasn't it to West Brom yeah right. Right. literally are you a West Ham fan unfortunately I'm, I'm a sure. West Ham fan it was dreadful literally like oh it was I've never seen it as bad as that they said it was like dis, like BBC commentary was dismal West Ham and I was like we weren't even that good do you know what I mean <laughs> I think dismal was flattering them to be honest it was just checking it um, I'm the sure last. they said Gareth Barry played he did yeah oh. Gareth oh, yeah. Barry. Yeah, Gareth Barry played. He was West Ham born didn't. in 1981. There we go. There you go. And he, he bossed it. Like, it, was, it was, honestly, it was dreadful. Oh. But it's really funny. I was chatting to someone this morning who's also quite a big football fan. He's, he's got an Arsenal season ticket. And he said, even when Arsenal were going through their, as he put it, their ropey spell. And I know they had a bad period, but not as bad as West Ham. They're still, you know, up there. But he was saying, it's funny, isn't it? Like, you finish the game and then if someone offers you the ticket for the next game you're going to go there's that blind optimism that yeah, oh. no. you know like I said to my dad I was like if someone offered me tickets to go and watch West Ham Liverpool or if I had a chance to buy them or whatever to go tomorrow night 
course I'd go home. We mm. might win one nil. Mm. I very <laughs> doubt it. We're not going to be in the team that unsettles them. But you just you don't know. Yeah, you, just you just don't, don't know. know. I would love to be. But there. But it's the same as a, a lucky punch in boxing as well. Yeah, you yeah, know exactly. that Liverpool are the better team. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You, that's what's so great about sports. Sometimes it can provide an upset of like huge magnitude. Yeah. yeah. You just look at last summer. Like I don't know if you guys watched the um, the cricket. World Cup oh, final. Yeah. Oh, that was I unbelievable. We probably we probably talked about, but wow, but, but like absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Like madness. And, you know that was you. You just couldn't watching that live. The excitement was just incredible. I'm getting goosebumps oh, now. Yeah, yeah, literally yeah. talking about. I don't like, know just those. I mean, going to a Super Over in the World Cup final, yeah. like it's just a joke. Yeah, like, and it just it was, and then Wimbledon final was going on at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. between the two. Oh yeah, of them. Was, yeah, that's right. It was oh yeah, man, yeah. Madness. You know, sport. That's what why you sport's think the best, so amazing. I don't know if we spoke about it on this podcast. You the Agu- the Aguero. Yeah, yeah. It, for me, but I'm a Man United fan, so that to me wasn't that fun. Oh, yeah, but yeah. it's just the um, greatest moment. But it was a, all those games. A full season comes down to that last, last minute. Joey Barton. Yeah, oh, because he got sent off, didn't yeah, he? Because they were 2-0 up or something. Was it 2 Tried two headbutting up? Vincent Kompany, I think. <laughs> yeah. Kicking him off. Although, to be fair, the United win the, the European Cup Champions League was pretty good when uh, oh, 2-1 yeah, against Bayern Munich. Oh, wow, yeah. I remember... That was oh, unbelievable. That was so me and my dad were watching that downstairs and mum came down... What is going on down here? Me and Dad are slamming <laughs> yeah. the cupboard doors. We're going mental. Like, yeah. it was... It's the oh. same for when, when Liverpool... Um, beat AC Milan as well oh. a comeback and the Barcelona last year 4-0 yeah. yeah that was unbelievable yeah that was brilliant do you know what all of the Champions League last year because oh, even yeah. when, cause, was it City, top Spurs was, did the same Spurs, didn't they yeah Lucas Moore scored in the last oh, yeah, minute Rashford uh, scored that penalty in the last minute against PSG, PSG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. obviously the VAR controversy between City Liverpool wasn't there with Sterling's goal went in and then it got yeah, ruled yeah, out yeah, yeah. and oh, a last man. minute stuff and it was the whole competition and then the final was a bit limp but it was know, everything apart from the final was so was good incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible all good. of their moments you just think this what is you, what do you think the is. best live thing you've seen sport wise yeah the one time I watched West Ham win in all the times I've been Trevor Sinclair scored against Middlesbrough <laughs> <laughs> I watched um, uh, I must have been about 10 8 or 10 and I watched uh, United Liverpool at Old Trafford. Uh, my uncle had a season ticket at United for 35 years, oh, wow. 36 years. And um, so whenever he had two, one for himself and his wife. So whenever he didn't, his wife didn't go, mm. he, we used to, me and my brother used to take it in turns nice. and we'd go up basically. And um, yeah, I must, I was really young. So I must've been, yeah, eight to 10. And uh, we, we were two nil down at half time and then came back to draw two all. Uh, Mark Hughes scored a diving header. Um, literally it must have been about 90 second minute and oh. I just went absolutely was on the seats going absolutely mad and then I got apparently and then I um, was uh, <laughs> I said to my uncle oh, on the way home I was like uh, apparently this is a family story that he always tells so like, Uncle Graham can I um, can I have a, a sausage and chips on the way home um, because uh, I'm really worried that you spent three like 300 pounds on my ticket and obviously, I'd seen the tickets, and that was for at the, in those days. That was the oh, cost yeah. of the entire season ticket, yeah. obviously. Um, so he was just cracking up, like, "Yeah, you can have a sausage and you can have chips." Oh, like, oh, so <laughs> like worried about Coaching, worried lady, about him, like, lady. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I'll never forget that. I was like, it was literally in tears at half time because we were two 0 down, and then come back from that was unbelievable. 
What about you, Aidan? What's the what's the I think when I saw um Joshua Klitschko at Wembley. Oh god, wow. that was an event, Which wasn't it? Was like you there live? Yeah. That is a joke. I remember yeah. watching I remember watching that on TV um, and that was I was going mad. I was like, in I was in Cornwall at someone's house. We watched it on a phone. Literally like, really? there was there, was, no there was three of us. We went outside. There was it was like someone's birthday party <clears> and we literally went outside. Someone had it on a stream on Facebook and we literally watched it on this little iPhone six like out in the cold like it was mad, but it must have been unreal. Though. It was electric. You know when people talk about the atmosphere yeah. being electric? It really was. Oh. Like Arnie was there and like Man. all these legends around ringside. And, and it was such a great fight as well. Um, it was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Oh, like, And that was not, obviously I wasn't there live, so I can't even imagine just, what it must have been yeah, like. Yeah, goosebumps. Now, what percentage of the crowd was like English in that? Was there, like, what was the... I think it, the, everyone respects Klitschko, so oh, I, I yeah. don't remember... He got a bit, but there wasn't like loads of booing going on for him. You know, people really respect him. Yeah, people like him, don't they? Yeah, he's, really he's like, him, like he's... a respectful guy. Yeah, he's like, a, it seems like a nice guy. Um, yeah, what a what an absolute that will stick with me forever. That really? Way. Yeah, hundred percent. What's interesting about that? I think um, people always talk about like the UFC now that it's kind of like you've got to have this big circus around it, and like you've got to have all this beef and like this like bad talk and stuff and like also there's that all this didn't. chat about oh if you don't want to like if you don't create that for yourself you're not going to want to tear into them when you have a fight that's a classic example where you can be the most respectful two guys yeah. in the world but you get step in the ring and they're trying to literally knock each, yeah. each other's heads well, off they, they did. and they did they basically yeah. did in that fight so it's like i don't think you i don't you don't need to be disrespectful before a fight i don't think to just get in there and change your mentality as long as you've got that mentality mm. um because yeah, people do talk about that a lot, and that was a classic. Example. Do you wish that they're like in other sports they had a bit more of that in like what they do in boxing and UFC? So the trash talking. So for instance, Jurgen Klopp trash talking Pep Guardiola and saying you know they're rubbish or what was that yeah, one? They would be what was that? What was like, that? I love it if we win. Kevin, there. Keegan. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Keegan. Keegan. Yeah, that was the that was Newcastle, wasn't it? When United were like you. Were, but now when all the players do. Um, post-match interviews they're always just so to the book there's no characters really no that was what oh, I was, love it when they swear have you yeah, yeah have you um have you ever seen do you know um tubes from yeah, Soccer yeah, yeah. yeah so he's got his own YouTube channel now um called and he does this thing it's all a golf channel basically so he does this thing called the four hole challenge and mm. it's basically him and a footballer and he'll basically do four holes and they play against each other but he like it's like it's usually about 50 minutes long so he interviews them and he just talks to them about it's really really interesting talks to them about like all the stuff that you'd imagine Tubes would ask a football player like like, have you ever seen managers in fist fights who was your worst manager who was your best manager like all this sort of stuff and some of the some of the things he talks about are just fascinating so interesting Mm. Um, it's yeah it's really worth worth watching really worth watching oh I'll check that out um, Tubes is funny to be fair. Yeah, what were you talking about before? I totally lost my train of thought. It was best related sporting to event, event. best live sporting event. But he was saying something about um, one particular footballer he interviewed, and I was I, oh, oh talk- they have no personality. You were saying oh like- yes, so yeah, he was talking to um, uh, I watched one of the recent one with him with um, Ridgewell, and he was saying that basically yeah. a lot of those characters are not really in the game anymore. Like the game of football has really changed in the sense of in the Bullard, old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the old days, you used to have a lot of those sorts of guys that were in the team, and now it's not the case. You know, they don't have to. 
you know, have to, you know, that used to be the fact that they had all the youth academy boys used to do like boot cleaning for the they senior guys. They don't do that anymore. Really? There's all these things they don't do, and and he was like, it's a real shame that. I mean, some of the stories Ridgewell told about one of the I can't remember what player it was, but um, let's just say leaving something in someone's um, but, uh, uh, in someone's um, wash bag that probably yeah. shouldn't have been in there. But little th- like things like that, he was saying there's loads of like pranks and things yeah. they used to do in the old days that they just I don't do when anymore. I first oh, played like, first team men's football, and like, I don't know how old, how old I was, sixteen or seventeen. Like going into change rooms afterwards. Every single time I'd put my socks on, like after the game, they'd always have a hole in them. Like one of the players would <laughs> cut the cut the bottom of the sock off. Oh no! But just things like that. It was it was funny though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, never knew who it was. Oh man. But yeah, but you. But that's who was your? What was your suspicion? You must have had, you must have thought, ah, oh, it's, it's yeah. probably this guy. Yeah, there was yeah there was one guy. He was a joker. So, but, you, but they're the players that you want around you. Yeah, and they're fun well, and it's funny because they were talking about that. So the guy, so Liverpool Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Um, is that who was Shrewsbury? They drew yeah. the ball. Yeah. Who, the guy that came on from Scotland and scored the yeah. two goals. Yeah. Uh, so Cam- Cummings, is it? Yes, that's yeah. it. They were talking yeah. about him. Oh, he's a joker. He's a joker of the team and all this sort of stuff. Like it was a massive massive thing like like you say like that, that's gone that they had to make such a big deal you about this actually, joker soon he loved it didn't he, he? Yeah. 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 Brilliant. celebration and then afterwards he was yeah that I mean that was amazing even that when the, the pitch invasion all went up to the where like all of the commentators were sitting and they were like giving it some it was brilliant they were singing at the box while they were doing the post-match stuff you yeah. just think you did, that's live sport like yeah, it was amazing totally. watching it but imagine being there as a mm. as a Shrewsbury fan like it was so really Jurgen Klopp's come, un, come under some fire hasn't he because he's putting yeah. the kids out and he's not going so he's not going either. he's not even going to manage oh right oh yeah the other guys the under yeah. 23s is yeah. it how bad is that For oh, I really like the next, Klopp I really like him as well yeah, I'm really surprised so the next FA the replay mm-hmm. Klopp's not going to be there they're going to be on their winter break I think yeah. he's really. going away with the first team they're going to put their under 23s out for the game at, so shows we have got a replay at Anfield. It's going to be worth loads of money for them. Yeah. And Klopp's not even going. And I, I, I kind of get it because you know they're Liverpool. We've got this break now, haven't we, in the Premier League or whatever? Yeah. But they've got to play loads of games. That's why West Ham have got to play them and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So they've got such a intense group of like fixtures, and they've got this replay to do now, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I get it. You protect the players and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, you think. A smaller pub, like you're not even gonna mm. have the decency to be like shake the man's hand and yeah. be there on the day. And what a day for all yeah, those Shrewsbury fans and players. And I don't. Mind. I guess he's got bigger fish to fry. And yeah, I don't mind him playing the kids. It like if him that's, not being there, so, but him not being there is a bit is a bit yeah is a bit yeah. funny. It's almost disrespectful. That's a little bit. You, you yeah. could understand it for the club championship because it was the the last round. Or was that Carabao Cup? I can't remember. Anyway, they had one game on the. Oh, they beat Everton, didn't they? On the Wednesday and then on the Thursday. The, the World Club Cup, yeah. So he's going to be. So is he going to be with the first team? Away yeah, in like you know, Dubai or somewhere. Just like yeah, but like not. It's not like they've got a game or anything no, like that. So. It's just not going to be there. So yeah, rest you, and relaxation. You think he should probably fly back for that and yeah. No, it's interesting, but then, isn't it? then maybe that's maybe, given maybe, someone else a chance and given the other manager yeah. and. And also, like I was just about to say. 
if I was a Shrewsbury fan, I'd be thinking, right, let's beat them. Let's go there and beat them. Yeah. Why, why can't mm. we? Go, why can't we go there and beat their under twenty threes and knock them out of the knock them out and get yeah, through to the I next round? Well, the under twenty threes beat the Everton, didn't they? Yeah, in, but yeah, but it's, it's you know they've got a better chance of beating them probably yeah, than they have the first team. Yeah, so yeah, like, oh, yeah, well, I don't know. They bought on Salah, Firmino, yeah, like all that. You know, they didn't they didn't play a, a weakened side. No, 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 that's true. Yeah, very, very. I mean, obviously, they only came for the last 10 minutes or whatever, but still, like, you'd still bring them on in order to try and win the game. Oh, definitely. This is almost a football podcast now. I quite like it. It's gone that way, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. What was the greatest goal you ever scored? (laughs) I scored two throw ins in one game once. That's (laughs) a true story. One of them was disallowed because it went straight in, and the other one, um, the keeper, it went over the keeper and he got a hand to it. Mm. And it, yeah. Wow. I have seen Aiden's throw, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, weird. Have you got a long, was, long throw? Yeah. There was one night, right, boot camp, I'm going to tell a story, I love the story, like, it was boot camp, it was back when, in its early days, and um, we were in the sports hall and we had a basketball, and the full length of the court, literally everyone was in there, it was when, there, it was when all we did was boot camp, so loads of, like, it was like 40 people were in there, it was just about to start. Aiden stood underneath one hoop and literally did a football throw in the entire length of the thingy and it went straight in, right? Nothing but net. And like 40 people were like, Wait! No, I don't remember that. I ran down, got the ball, and then I stood underneath. And I then then did like a basketball shot with a massive jump. And it went in, nothing but net. And it literally went mental. And me and Aiden just went, Right, sod it, turn the music up, and we just started. And <laughs> that, it was, what a like, pumped up way to start. Yeah, honestly, okay. That's was, the UK, mate. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, we couldn't do that again if we tried, oh, I don't no. think. It was, it was mad. You should, every time you do boot camp together, you should, that should yeah. be your like initial start, thing that you do. Yeah. Yeah. If you both missed it, it'd be pretty flat start. Right, everyone, come on, let's go. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. no, we, we want to keep going until we at least score one. <laughs> yeah, We'd be there yeah, for like yeah. three hours. <laughs> Everyone had left, and you have to shout Kobe every time you throw it as well. Now that's yeah. everything. Yeah, but no, Do you know what? No. I can't. I can throw a football a long way, but I'm rubbish at throwing like cricket style one okay. hand. I just and, can't and do it. American football. Yeah, I guess it's just again the skill know. that you've practiced, isn't it? This is what you've done more of. It is amazing what you do there, because it's like a, it's like the huge back bend, and it's like yeah. a, a pat. It is yeah. like the snap. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a mate that's good at long throw really good at long throws and yeah it's, th- it's that technique is exactly that technique it's that back yeah. back extension and then you know what I think I've got a short I think I've got a short torso and I'm yeah I can you yeah, can proper bend back you know yeah. that day when you did the stuff mm-hmm. with the team and we were like looking at movement patterns and stuff like that and yeah. you know one of them was like lean back extension, as far as you can yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like hey you could put your head on the floor <laughs> literally just like completely like and that's where it's like yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's amazing. Mm. It's, a, it's a sight to behold. Maybe I should go to like pro teams and show them how. Hey, to mate, Rory Delap made the career out of it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, there's a few food footballers yeah. that that was their special special yeah, skill, special wasn't skill. it? Yeah, that's all I had. <laughs> pace, pace, fourteen. Yeah. Strength, but twelve. Throwing, ninety-nine. <laughs> 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 Roberto Carlos, he had a good throwing. Yes, and he had some thighs on him. I tell you. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't that tall, was he, Carlos? No. Like. So you think that he throwing wouldn't be his special skill, but I suppose it's just power. He was a beast. Yeah, that goal he yeah. scored against France oh. was a joke, wasn't it? Was that yeah. the impossible free kick? The yeah. one, yeah. The, going the like curler. two metres wide or something yeah. just came... Yeah, came outside of the boot from, what was it, 40 yards out or something? 35, 40 yards. What a guy. 
Yeah. What a guy. Just the best run up as well for any free like the trot and then brilliant. Yeah, little yeah, because Pog, Pogba tried doing that for penalties, didn't he? Like a little yeah, trot. Stutter, Not quite the same run. as um Yeah. Who's the Chelsea player that does a is it Jorginho? That does a sure. weird free um weird penalty. Oh. He does a is that his name? Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know what he, he does like, though, like he just sort of like does like a skip before he puts his oh. foot down and yeah. Oh. It's really, really odd, but he's like really good at scoring penalties. Clinical. So. Clinical. Holds up under pressure. Yeah. Oh, I like there you go. What else is going on, guys? So we've got actually there's a there's an event in the cafe um next week, uh, with Luke Newman, which is a um, oh, yeah. it's called For Men to Talk. So it's a um it's like a free event for guys that are suffering with anxiety, depression, like me. Just you know, genuinely maybe, um, just gen- mental, yeah, mental, mental health, health issues. An opportunity to have a support network to come and talk about it because, you know, often times, you know, it's it's kind of a bit cliche, isn't it, that men don't talk about their feelings and stuff like that. Not that it's gonna be about that, but it's just an opportunity to, you know, come It's really difficult because it's a great thing that we're you know, we're doing this and promoting it, but it's just getting the people in and getting them to feel confident to come in and to mm. to know that they're not going to get judged or yeah um you know it's confidential and what's his background so where's he coming from he's a, he frequents the cafe yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i don't know him too well all i all i do know is his sons are in um uh what's the film with angelina jolie when she's the not the queen the um maleficent is it oh yeah yeah his sons are in that Oh, yeah, wow. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's someone that wants to talk about it, and I think yeah. he's had issues in the past that right. he wants to speak about. And like like you said, Nick, it's something that men don't generally talk about, and we mm. should. And mm. you know, we've said before, like the suicide yeah, like rates. Yeah, well, exactly. It's like it all comes from that. Yeah. I, d- I don't know how to get more people into coming and talk about their feelings, though, because it's. You know, I've, I've I've told you guys before that I've had problems in the past and I had a breakdown and um and I'm happy to talk about it. But 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 when you're in that in that rut, yeah, you know that's that's where it becomes a little bit more difficult. I think for people to get out and be confident yeah. to talk about it. Mm. But yeah. sometimes just just speaking just helps. It's, you know, it's funny actually. Yeah. I, I was literally just about to say like whenever I've had things, I was I've uh, used to think. Well, talking ain't going to make it any better. Yeah. Like, what's the point in talking about? Well, but actually, so a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah, but mm. actually, sometimes verbalising things makes things feel either less. It's, not, n- it's not never important. as bad as you think. Yeah, it is. That, that's, yeah, that's it the, kind of when you hear it out loud, sometimes you think, oh, actually, it's not as bad as what I've kind of like built it up to be, or how I was perceiving it, and stuff like that, mm. and stuff like that. And actually, so oftentimes talking about it does make you feel like loads better. I think. Yeah. I think it's interesting with blokes because I was chatting to um, a few people about this the other day. Like, I think, like in my group of friends, a lot of a lot of our, uh, you know, a lot of my friends are married or are married and we've got kids and stuff. We're yeah. of that age where a lot of my wife's friends are all married, you know. And and I think that when and this is stereotypical, but in a lot of families, obviously that you have kids and generally speaking not always obviously but generally speaking the mum will will take time off work to be you know for a year be yeah, with yeah. The, you know be with the baby and then when they're growing up 
the mum's generally going to be the one that takes more time off work or like works part time or you know is going to be less of the person that's working full time and more the person that's with the kids but I think and like and my wife's done that and there's you know there's no there's no way I'm saying that it's easier to do that because it's it's blooming not like you know you're with the kids for a day I'd rather be at work to be honest with you they're blooming hard work but (laughs) in terms of support networks and stuff like a lot of guys at that time you know you're kind of working full time you've got a family you're not seeing your friends as much because you've got kids that you're looking after with you know you're not going out as much as you once were Mm. you know I probably see my friends now you know once every three or four months now whereas I used to see them every weekend or every week yeah well yeah every weekend Mm. probably twice a weekend when you're sort of mid-twenties and stuff and then I think a lot of women will have that other mums in groups so they'll take the babies to or take their kids to group sessions they'll have other mums around them they'll do like my wife will do stuff with her friends that are in the local area um, with the kids and stuff just to kind of have something to do so I think they mums and, and women often have the opportunity a lot more to just chat to to like chat to friends and to see friends a lot more and I think guys a lot of guys don't necessarily have that as much so it becomes a lot more difficult to actually find the opportunity to chat to other people about mm. like stuff and if you're having a hard time and things and I think like I've just um me and a couple of guys that I know have just decided to like do once a month we're going to go to like we've got it this Friday actually so first one this Friday and we're just going to go to the pub and just have a few drinks yeah. I'm actually driving so I'm going to I'm going to try out some of the I'm determined to try out some of the non-alcoholic beers because apparently there's some good ones now so anyway that's mm. a side topic I had a really nice one yeah. I was going to say to try one but yeah, I'm going to I'm going to start nice doing one. that but anyway this is just literally just to meet up just to literally like kind of just have a chat and just like not specifically but you know some I, I've had issues in the past with like mental health stuff anxiety and I was saying to you the other day, Aiden, or yesterday, that people, a lot of people, don't um, would would look would would not necessarily think that I'd had a lot of those issues mm. or how badly I've had them in the past um, because of the way I come across quite confidently. Um, but it's also, I think, sometimes people can can put a mask up oh, and can, 100%. and it's not always the people that yeah. you would expect to have problems that have actually got those issues so I think it's yeah, also right. like even though it's, even though someone might seem fine like actually actually still asking people if they're alright or like you know you, you might not necessarily think someone needs help or needs mm. advice or whatever yeah, but they, they do so I think it's you know there's a multitude of factors as to why it's such a good thing to talk but yeah I think anyway it can be encouraged as a good thing so I think that if people are out there and they're struggling or you know it's the swan syndrome that you're talking about there isn't it yeah the swan syndrome so on the top of the water the swan glides past and beautiful and underneath it's absolutely going mad under the water that's what we say about our business yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no you're right that is and you know if you can talk about the legs going like crazy underneath actually it is much it can be much better can't it yeah. and I think realising like you said it's, it's difficult people you know are worried about being judged but I think realising reali- yeah re- exactly that realising oh, that like gosh. so many people go through it and actually there's not many people that don't I was going to say at some I mean, point in time in their life I don't think there's many people in the world that especially in the western world maybe it's different you know in the jungle in the Amazon or something where you've got tribes where you know they're statistically supposed to be the happiest people in the world but because they haven't got issues you know external mm. um, pressures on them 
but I don't think there's many people that can hand on heart say that they haven't been through something or have well, anxieties about something. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, isn't it? Because, like, mental health is, is like everything. Like, on the days that you just feel sad for, for like, no reason, that's mental health. That is. That's, like, that's, that's part of it, isn't it? Like, I have mm. days when I just think, oh, I don't feel as bubbly and as, like, yeah. bouncy as I normally do. No, no reason. It's just that is, that is part of it, isn't it? You know, yeah. you don't, you know, you can put on a front all the yeah, time. I think but there's, actually, there's a different, it. there's different scale. Just like you can have you know, I would equate this to like, if you had, um, you know, you have niggles and stuff physically in the gym that you kind of just deal with might be like the same thing as a, a bad day mentally, then you can equally have pathology. So proper knee, you know, knee mm. disorders that come up that are much more extensive, just like you can in mental health, where actually yeah. anxiety and depression becomes something that's actually a clinical oh, thing rather yeah. than just a rather than Day just a general down, yeah exactly like every, I think everyone goes through good and bad times in life but I think you know mental health issues or mental health disorders is much more about actual illnesses essentially and I think that's the other thing is it's not it, I think there's a not a misconception but I think sometimes you know I remember like I know someone who recently he went through a, a really real kind of um breakdown essentially and they were saying to him that it was a it's like a heart attack for the brain that's how that's what they oh, that's what how they kind of described really? it as which i thought was a really interesting way mm. of putting it because it wasn't like and you know i was around this person at the time they were going through this and it was like I mean, the, the difference in that person from that point in time to what they normally like and are like now mm. was like, it was like you could just, two different people or like, it was just, it was mental. So I think that... There's a breaking point. It's a, bre it's a breaking point, yeah. but also I think it's a, like, he, he the doctor was describing it as, it's a physio physiological thing. It's yeah. not just like you're feeling down. It's like a proper disorder of the brain that is, is no different to if you were to break a leg or to... But I think because people can't necessarily see those things. Yeah, you're not... And you that's know, quite hard to comprehend. For, uh, Very much, think. yeah. Very mm. much so. But, like, I think that it is it is a, a physiological and um, thing that happens in the brain. It's not just something that's... Um, you know, it's not just a down day. It's like these mm. things that these are acute events that can be quite severe. And and I think it's it, you know, you talking about it is definitely the the first step to kind of helping. I think and being open about things. And I think the more people, I think it's so much more talked about now. But I think there's still quite a long way to go. Mm. And like you said about like male suicide and and you know being, I think the biggest killer of men under under 50 yeah, or something like, like that or between 30 and 50 or something, yeah. yeah which is shocking and just makes you think well we're doing a lot but there's a lot more that could be done mm. um and things like events like this are great for yeah. doing that sort of thing do you think like you know you said about like you know having good days bad days and all that sort of stuff do you think if you had not to speak about it it, it stops those that those down days multiplying and becoming more and more and then leading to and again the I, big thing? I wouldn't i wouldn't say that i'm in any way an expert on this but I would say for some people that might be the case yeah. but for some Stop people not becoming like you know if you've got like a tight knee or something yeah and you carry on and you carry on you ignore it ignore it ignore yeah. it and eventually it then leads to like patella syndrome or whatever yeah, you yeah. know something something that becomes a you know more of an issue yeah. if you can I think speak it's, about it before it's different in terms of what you know the underlying causes of what's causing that as well because mm. 
obviously with mental health there's a lot multiple reasons why yeah. you could be feeling that and so it's getting to that underlying root cause it's kind of similar to physio in a way i guess in the sense that you are you know i'm not going to give the same exercises to, mm. to someone with knee pain because the cause of that is going to be, be different. different so you want to find out what the root cause is and yeah. then try and get to that but i think talking about it obviously is going to be helpful mm. i think i think i do think that you know there are probably situations and circumstances where talking about it's not going to stop an acute event happening but in, in a lot in a lot of cases that it, it, it may might, it, it may, may do, do if that makes sense mm, like yeah. everyone everyone with knee pain you know that you give exercises to for rehab and whatever else doesn't then go on not to have knee pain mm. you have some people that for whatever reason yeah. do go on to have a more acute event um but I think that certainly helps. It could, you know, prevent, and it, it, it could, prevent, it could, could in, so in, in some than, cases, absolutely, yeah. in what? some cases, and it's never going to be. I don't it's think it's ever going to be, be a bad thing, and yeah. it's never going to be measurable either. No. Is it? That's the other thing. One of my clients um, told me last year, the year before, I can't remember that she knew someone that uh, her daughter died and um, committed suicide, and um, it was to do with her her position at work or something, and she wasn't happy at work and. You just think, oh, you know, to throw away a lie, just speak mm. to, just quit mm. your job. Or I know, I know, it's not that easy when you're in that that position. But yeah. just to speak to someone, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's terrifying to think that that person felt that was like the only the option. Only way out. Yeah. yeah, like, oh man. I can't imagine, like, uh, you know, I can't imagine how low you must feel in that situation for that to be yeah. your your action and the, the one that you think is the the best the best for you yeah it's definitely just, it's terrifying well i think yeah the events like this the more we can encourage people to do it so if you're out there yeah. and you're suffering come along because it'll it's a good yeah good thing to do definitely yeah um, well maybe that's a good way to to finish this off yeah yeah it's more yeah. positive kind of yeah i mean it's a it feels yeah. like it's the, the somber, yeah. but, no but, but somber but yeah, i think important and, yeah and definitely we've you know talked what? about mental health before and i think it's such a important topic um because it just affects everything doesn't it yeah it's just such a it's such a taboo thing i think or in the past it's been such a taboo thing i think that the more the more times we talk about it the more we try and raise awareness of it is only a good thing yeah Mm. and and not just for for men but for women as well yes and and i know i've i've dealt with you know lots of women in the past that have gone through certain times in their life like menopause for example and Mm -hmm. They've got through that, and you know it's a difficult time as well. So again, just just talking about that is, is only a good thing. Mm. And and if any, anyone out there is listening and does feel a little bit down, and you know, I'm no expert in this, but I'm more than happy to um to listen and you know have mm. a coffee. So there's an open invitation for anyone yeah. there to email in or. And just to, to link it back to the exercise, I read an article the other day that was saying that 1,600 calories. Um, workout um, done two to three times a week is um, as effective as Prozac so there was no difference in outcomes with people who took Prozac which is an anti-depression medication okay. I mean, we need and 1600 calories put that out two on to social media that study and shout about that because um, yeah that's there you go so it just shows you that, that you know it, that, and it's so easy for us out. to sit here as fitness professionals and say oh you've got to train more got to train more it's going to make you feel better but it really, it really does. Yeah, it and we've talked, we've talked about great that. But we've talked, that, talked about that before. That like, 
actually you know we, a lot of what we are training is about these days is more to yeah. do with the mental health side of things than like pure aesthetics or performance like mm. it's not I, you know, I'm never going to be a professional sportsman I'm never going to go into a bodybuilding show so for me I still like it would be a lie to say I don't train to look better yeah, yeah, or to, yeah. to look mm, to yeah. look decent but like or to be in decent shape but like a lot of it is more or the benefits I get out of it now is definitely more mental health and that's why I think I started um the one thing I really did get from the challenge which I really enjoyed was do I was doing loads more cardio because obviously I was trying to win points and I just realized actually I do get a different feeling out of doing a heavy a hard hard cardio yeah. session I saw you going for run this morning. to be honest yeah. that was one yeah. of my our points last week we were discussing about rep ranges and stuff mm. and and that was another big you know plus point for doing higher rep ranges and throwing in some circuit type mm. stuff because yeah. You know, you know, if you do a boot camp session or that yeah. type of hit training, Clown you feel the good. You like to, yeah, yeah. to get a sweat on. It makes you feel good. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm definitely going to start to do a few more. So I'm going to do two or three times a week of weights and then a couple of cardio sessions, mm. which I've not really done for a long time. But you know, back to when probably back to when I was playing hockey, which I just got the cardio from playing hockey. Yeah, you yeah, know, training, training once a week and then a game once a week. So that was my two days a week of mm. cardio fitness. Um, whereas you know, probably since I've not since I retired from hockey, which was a couple of seasons ago, two years ago, two and a half years ago, um, I haven't really done much much in the way of cardio apart from little bits and bobs. So um, yeah, it's 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 interesting how and obviously sixteen hundred calories is a fair amount, fair, mm. fairly big amount. But um, if you're doing cardio, it's not that much. I think. I'd, so what happens if you take that and Prozac? Do that it's double, it's yeah. double <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. Well, I know there's there's I know there's studies that are out there that um, the the gold standard for certain mental health issues is actually medication plus talk therapy. So if you if you just do in the studies they did um, talk therapy on its own and then they did medication on its own and then they did both the both together and the both together was better than either of the two on their well, own basically like, which kind of makes sense yeah but it's like, the same um, in diet and exercise yeah. isn't it if you diet you can if you diet well you can lose a little bit of weight. if you ex- just yeah. exercise you might lose a little bit of weight if you do them together and it's literally yeah. magnified how yeah. good it is but I think it's interesting though because a lot of people and I, I you know went a few years ago I went to the doctors about anxiety and they offered me uh, you know they do certain um they do certain tests with you so they'll do like a anxiety depression score so they'll ask you questions and then rate you and then if you're high enough rating they'll then offer you certain things and I was pretty high so they basically offered me medication and talk therapy and at the time I didn't mm. want to do medication that's really interesting that's um, same same for me uh, so I, I basically opted for the talk therapy went to counseling and um it was it was helpful actually it was really helpful but um and I then did some other things after that, which was much more helpful. But um, in terms of just lifestyle factors, sleep, sleep was massive for me. And I think obviously at the time, I had young kids at that time, so it was hard sleep-wise. But anyway, but that, I think there's that thing of maybe I shouldn't have thought like that because actually study-wise and evidence-wise, I would have got a better outcome if I'd taken the medication and done talk therapy, but I had some in my own, even though I know the study and know the research, I had some bias around not doing that. Which, but because you think it's a slippery slope to be, becoming hooked on these antidepressants. Yeah, maybe. I know, so that, I know a few that's friends. That's the impression yeah, that I have. Yeah, you, I know a few friends that have been that on it for long term. Right. Like I know, I know a couple of guys that have been on it since they were 18 and they're now yeah. my age, 36. So 
Um, so there's, I think there's that fear. Also, just the fear maybe of um, you hear, you know, you hear talk of like it being a numbing effect. So a lot of the times it reduces your your it reduces your kind of lows, but it also reduces your highs. So yeah. I know people that have also me- you're, mentioned you're, that you're as well. Walking around in a false a zomb- state, like people it, talk yeah. about like a zombie state and stuff like that. So I, I was fearful of that, and also just just you know at all possible costs trying to avoid putting stuff in my body yeah. that I don't really know what the compounds mm. are in it and stuff. So I think um, one thing that we said we were going to speak about on the podcast was CBD oil. Yep, and the links that have been shown to anxiety and depression with that yeah. so well, I think like, we're going to do a supplement one aren't we we're going to yeah. do a supplement episode so it'd be quite I think maybe if we put the that in the supplements episode we can talk I think that'd be good because we can spend a bit of time do you know what on that, that it'd be great to get some questions from the guys that listen and just be like if you've got any questions about supplements that you'd want us to discuss and yeah. topics and stuff like that literally send us an email direct message us on Facebook and Instagram with anything that you'd like us to discuss I yeah. think that'd be that'd be brilliant that we can yeah. start to formulate what we say so that it's and it doesn't have to be uh, fitness related no yeah. if you want our opinion on Brexit <laughs> you're not going to get it but um, <laughs> you can, you can write in and ask yeah um, but yeah we will, we'll give it a go you know were the moon landings fake if you want to give that a crack we can I can't they surely they can't <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll, we'll save that for next week have we confirmed have we got guests have we confirmed yes we, um, we've got um, a dentist coming in okay. to talk about um, oil hygiene. hygiene yeah Very and nice. health and John it'll be quite interesting um, as yeah. well maybe from my perspective to talk about I, um, I wonder if he knows a lot about kind of TMJ pain which is like jaw pain and stuff because you get a lot of patients actually with neck pain that get TMJ pain and then you have TMJ. to so temporomandibular joint it's your jaw essentially so it's literally yeah, the joint yeah. the joint yeah. pain so you get a lot of people with, with jaw pain or pain that kind of refers from neck round you're to you're not there. even ready for this literally the only kid my wife goes mental about me chewing because my jaw whenever I eat anything literally cricks and cracks and I pops like mad yeah I bet you have <laughs> yeah. it really puts her off because it's proper whenever I open my mouth it's literally yeah I know, like, <laughs> and it's really uncomfortable. With, like, I've it's an worked, overuse injury from all the food I eat. <laughs> yeah, I've worked with colleagues who uh, who spe- who specialise in that, and they'll do like actually glove. So they'll do gloved up. So they'll glove, mm-hmm. and then do like releases, internal releases to some of the oh muscles God, inside the that. mouth and stuff. Um, and then there's lots of exercises to so do with fish, opening fish your mouth in. and different. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, therapeutic fish hooking. Nice. It's funny because I went to I went to the doctors about it and the dentist about it, and they both sent me back to the opposite one. They're like, "Oh, we don't deal with that. Go to the dentist." And the dentist yeah. like, "We don't deal with that. Go to me." Do you know what the dentist? Because I said I said to the doctor, I was like, "Look, whenever I yawn, it really hurts. Whenever I eat, it really hurts." Do you know what their advice was? I'll just avoid those things. <laughs> Cheers! Thanks for that. Never Brilliant. be tired. Not wrong. Yeah. Never be tired. Never be tired. Never eat. Don't eat. Wicked. Um, but what yeah, advice. you can. You can. Yeah. Get, oh my god! I'm going to do I'm going because I've um, lived with it for but, like but, ten but years. But also, dentists do do stuff as well, like um, mouth guards and things, because a lot of people grind their teeth in their sleep, yeah. and that will cause a lot of um, TMJ. And TMJ. I'm going to write that down. That's so a I'm very gonna go and... niche special uh, specialization, yeah. isn't it? How do yeah. you get into that? TMJ. I think. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of people who specialise probably in the neck and su- like cervical spine problems will also 
because of the nature of the referral. It's yeah. like um, it's like people who specialise in the hip often do stuff hip and knee because right. it's so interlinked. If that makes yeah. sense, or hip and lower mm. back, for example. Like a lot of um, people will get into one area and it will just feed into something else. Oh my god! Um, I feel like you might have changed your life in this podcast. Same thing. Same thing as um, same thing as kind of well, same thing as the vertigo stuff. So a lot of neck oh, physios yeah. will get into like the yeah, yeah. positional benign positional yeah. um, postural vertigo or benign benign postural positional vertigo, mm. whatever it's called. Um, PPV. Yeah, yeah. BPPV. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so they'll get into these like mind. vertigo type conditions based on on that sort of stuff. So. It's just one of those things. I think people just get into one thing and then they start to specialise more in that area. So. Mm. Oh, interesting. Oh, so we see, yeah, it'll be interesting to talk to the dentist about it next week and see yeah. what he says. Yeah, definitely. All right. Love it. Well, guys, I hope everyone has a good out. week. Yeah, have a good we'll one. See you next one. See you next week. See you later. See you.